They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside, and Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Good evening and welcome to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life on this cold and chilly and rainy October evening. Uh, I'm Ian Shepherd and I'm joined today by accountant extraordinaire Steve Tancock and chairman of the Eddie Byron fan club Dan Kingdom. Gents, how are we doing to, uh, this cold, cold autumn evening? Yeah. Surviving, Great. surviving. Yeah, I'll uh, agree with you there. So, um, yesterday we had uh, phones were abuzz with the signing from Blue Organ of Marchant Delanger in what I guess is a like-for-like like replacement as close as you can get to it anyway uh, for Jamie Overton how did that one strike you gents I've got some blank um, faces staring back at me yeah exactly like-for-like like, yeah um, he's he's not as good as Jamie I don't think um, particularly you know in terms of, if you look at his numbers they aren't as good as Jamie um, and I'd rather obviously have kept Jamie but you know in terms of the his role he's he's very similar to Jamie you know he's fast and he hits it hard down the order um, so he's about as good as I think we could have got really I think after the season finished I think we all knew that we needed another fast bowler because you know we've lost we lost two last season we effectively lost Philander as well you know we needed another one at least for some depth um, and yeah I think he's exactly what we needed his stats are right for, from when he played for Glamorgan and I think he'll probably improve playing you know not playing at Cardiff will help him and just playing in a, in a better team. So, yeah, I'm very happy with him. He's actually, although he's 30, he's quite young in game time. He hasn't played, I think he's played something like 80, 85 first-class games in total, which is, you'd hope he's got two years and a bit more past his contract left in the tank. Um, I, my thought was exactly what you said, In he's Jamie Overton light. You know, he's having watched the highlights of his 100 against Northants, um, the, in the Bob Willis Trophy, let's just say he doesn't play very many elegant cricket shots in there. No, um, it was a, it was a bit more agricultural than uh, Jamie and, and well, I say Craig as well were uh, than their style of play. I mean, they like I say Craig and Jamie do it a big ball, but they hit it properly most of the time. De Langers was definitely a touch of the shut your eyes and swing against uh, against North. I think he'll benefit from having a better bowling attack around him. Um, and and just being used as a strike bowler because that's what will happen. He'll just bowl four and five over bursts. But we saw what he could do because I'm pretty. He was he impressed me in the Glamorgan game at the start of the Bob Willis season, and I think it was him that hit George Bartlett, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you yeah. might be right. I'm, I'm so about... George Bartlett's probably not looking forward to pre-season nets that much. <laughs> I would imagine. I don't know. Well, he's out of sight now. He knows what to expect. Um, with the like-for-like like replacement thing, I was thinking and, and sort of looking around the county circuit, there isn't really anybody fitting the Jamie mould better than the Marchant Delanger before you start getting into the um, into the international boys and you'll never mm. get international guys to swap counties and even if you do, it's pretty much pointless because they'll be away with England anyway. So I think, yeah, probably best signing we could have made to replace Jamie. Um, I did listen back to the podcast I did with Gibbo Um it was a month into the season, so it feels like it, we did it in May, but in fact we did it at the start of, the start of September, where he said um, we were talking about one of the, 
the disadvantages or you know things that you miss about going to watch um, cricket at Taunton is you don't bump into people and they go, oh, have you heard we're trying to sign such and such? And uh, mm. and Gibbo said that somebody told him I didn't quite catch the guy's name because his um, his Wi-Fi cut out just as he was saying it. I think it was maybe Nick Webb. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Who's the Glamorgan BBC guy? Yeah. Ah, right. So that makes sense now. Yeah. So he and, uh, and we had the scoop that we were trying to sign um, sign Delanger back at uh, back at the start of September. So, but uh, I think Gibbo gave it short shrift then, and he gave it even mm. shorter shrift on uh, on Twitter yesterday. So. Yeah, I think he's been a bit harsh and unfair. Actually, I have to say I disagree with him on that because I think it makes good sense both financially and practically. He's he's a good T Twenty bowler um he played quite a bit of franchise cricket until he took the decision to become a, a well a sort of cold pack wasn't mm. he and, and from what i saw it looks like glamorgan released him purely because of the change in the eu cold pack registration yeah it was rules. a mutual um yeah mutual <laughs> cancellation of his contract i think because i think yeah. he re-signed so bit of this season he's got he's got some decent franchise experience in the IPL and the CPL and that before as I say before 2017 um, he had a bad injury in 2018 which ruled him out for the season so he's really only had one full season so he probably will a bit like Jack Brooks need to be quote unquote managed but uh, yeah. you know he's, he's certainly capable of a few quick overs when needed and you know he'll be another one who'll take us from 98 for 7 to 246 all out when he at some point in the season because it'll happen. Most games next season. Yeah. It seems to be. And I was just going to mention in terms of T20, his economy rate this year was 7.75, which is pretty good. Last year he got whacked 9.16, but although that was, Glamorgan were pretty poor last year. 2017 for Glamorgan, his economy was 8.30, which is reasonable. And also just found a game, which I remember from that season, 2017, Somerset Glamorgan at Taunton. We needed eight from the last over uh, and Trigo and Van der Merver in and Delanger bowled the last over and it went dot, single, one leg by, dot, dot, four. And Glamorgan won by one run. You know, that that was an indicative of his, you know, yeah. his death bowling skills. So, you know, he could be useful, I think, in our T20 side. Do, do we need a death bowler? I think we might. <laughs> I think we've done, good mental style, we've done that one to death, yeah. if you if you'll pardon the pun. Um, yeah, so it's a thumbs up from me, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah, one of each from you guys. I, I was he was one of the people that was in my head of as was available. I'd quite like. So yeah, I'm definitely going to go anti Gibbo there. <laughs> Gibbo outvoted outvoted three to one it would have been if he see it as he's not. It's a clean sweep three to uh, three to zero. So, if you are listening, Marchant, welcome to Taunton. Hopefully, we can uh, we'll see you next year if we're not if we're allowed out of our homes, uh, homes, homes, and we're not in some sort of enforced lockdown for the next ten years. But let's try not to think about that and uh, put a positive spin on it and say we'll definitely see you there for the first preseason friendly in the middle of April or middle of March, as it's probably going to be. Tom Banton's off uh, playing for well, playing carrying drinks mostly for the uh, Kolkata Knight Riders. I've not seen much of the IPL guys, so I'm probably going to leave this one to, to you guys to have a general chat about what's going on in uh, in uh, the Emirates at the minute. But um, have, all, have you seen um, what Bounce has been up to? Is he? I think he's played two games. Is that right? Two or three? Two games. Yeah, didn't get many. Didn't really have much of a chance. But uh, KKR haven't been very good this year. They swapped captains because Owen Morgan's now become the captain. Um, 
he hadn't had a chance to open. I don't think he batted four in the last he, game. He, he looked quite good. Got he opened in the nine, first game, Banton. Did he? And then got dropped. So Brett, he's clearly not in the liked by Brendan McCullum category at the moment, who's KKR coach. Um, I think it's a real shame because I actually think he's he's good enough to justify a place in most of the teams out there as an overseas player. Um, but hey, he's getting six weeks in Abu Dhabi and Dubai in the nice weather, so he can't be all bad. Yeah, getting a few quid for it as well. I think it's just the nature of the IPL. You know, they've got you know when you look at their team at the start of the season, they had Sunil Narayan, who's you know one of the best spinning arounders in the world, Andrew Russell, who is probably the best T20 arounder in the world, Owen Morgan, who's in great form, um, and who's their other overseas player? Well, they've had Lockie uh, Ferguson Lockie done well. Ferguson, yeah, um, there was another. Oh, Pat Cummins in it as well. He was playing at the start of the season. I think it. I don't think Banter being left out is necessarily a slight on him. It's just that they've got you know, like many. This is the nature of the IPL. There's a lot of overseas stars, and when there's only four slots in an eleven, and also mm. you can go think about balancing the team. I guess Banton just didn't initially get in, and then you've got to persist with players in T20. He did then get the game. He looked a bit scratchy in that first one. I think when he's come in, it's more about when they've wanted to balance the side in a certain way. And obviously, there was also Narayan briefly. Um, was well, I don't think he was suspended from bowling, but he was called for throwing, wasn't he? And um, mm-hmm. he didn't play a couple of games um, after that. He, he, I thought he, I mean, obviously, it was only very brief, but he had a nice six and a nice four, didn't he, in his yep. second inning? So that was the one where he, he got 10 out of 84. So it's not actually, it's a reasonable proportion of the total. Um, yeah, same. We haven't seen much of him. You never know. There's two games, or two group games left, so you might. Yeah, they're, might on, they're on the cut. They're on the cusp, aren't they? KKR now. I think they've got to win yeah. the last two games to to get. Yeah, it's really them. tight. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I have to say, I, I don't really follow. Not like I say, I've got a team because pretty well all the teams have got somebody in them that you don't like particularly without wanting to get the lawyers active. If you just look through the IPL rosters, you can, anyone can probably pick out a player in each team who they're not a big fan of, let's put it that way. So, you know, you've got the players you really like, like the Butlers and the De Villiers and Kieran Pollards and people like that. And it's always counterbalanced by somebody who, let's just say, isn't, would maybe get in my dream. What's it? My dream eleven. My IPL dream eleven. It's it's. You talking about David Warner thought, by any chance, Steve? <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment. Seeing, seeing, possibly as, Ga- seeing as Gareth Batty's not in the IPL, it's got to be Dave Warner. <laughs> yeah. Well, Co- Coley runs in quite close for me. I don't know what it is about Coley. I just can't can't. I admire what he does and how he plays, but I just don't like the way he does it. But, uh, if, if you thought that Trade Nation got well plugged on the T Twenty stuff, Ian, <laughs> you you would be amazed at it. you just become immune to it after a while, and you, it just washes over you. Yeah, I should um, just clarify that I generally don't watch the IPL. If, it, if it's on, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to get too het up about missing a game. If somebody comes to me and says, "Oh, did you see such and such um, get eighty off forty balls today?" I go. No, I didn't, but I'll watch it again tomorrow and then somebody probably will get 80 or 40 balls again. It's a bit like the Fast and the Furious films. You, you kind of don't have to watch them all. You you can watch one in isolation and it'll be whiz, mm-hmm. bang, oh, bang yeah. for 90 minutes or whatever and but and then you go off and you do something else. Um, 
I think so, yeah. it's a function of it's come at the end of a season where we didn't get as much cricket as we wanted, mm. whereas normally it's played in April, May, where we've got much more important things going on in the championship then. And it is cricket mm. after all, you know. And for me, sort of can have it on in the background or watch the highlights in the evening of a game. Um, and it's the first time really I've engaged with it and sort of got to know the teams. And now I can say, you say to me, who's playing tomorrow? And I go, oh yeah, that's, you know, Dhoni and Jadeja <laughs> against Smith and Butler or whatever it might be. So that haven't been that many exciting games. I think most of them, you get halfway through the second innings, you can probably predict the vast majority how they're going to go. Um, but there's some really seriously good young Indian cricketers. It just shows you the strength in depth of Indian cricket. Um, oh, God, you get yeah. these kids, kids who you've not heard before and go and hit 70 or 80 or 40 balls and look like they could do it every day. And, you get some and Dale you... Stain, by the way, is now the headband warrior. <laughs> yeah. I, I, saw him, I saw him early on. I was like, who's that? And then from behind, I was like, who's yeah. that? And then someone from the front, oh, Stain, blimey. <laughs> yeah. I think after lockdown, most most guys are headband warriors these days. Broad, Broad, Anderson were all uh, wokes. They were all had the headbands oh, no, on. Is, this summer, is this is seriously not haircut for a long time. Headband is it, is this, this making Ollie Sale look like um, Phil Mitchell kind of? Uh, yes, kind of hair. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, we've got it. We've got the last weekend, and then they go into the. They've got a, a very similar way of getting to the final as we had for the. 50 over cut the Royal London so the winner in the second place team play off and the winner goes straight to the final and the loser goes into like a repechage with the other the third and fourth team so if you finish third or fourth you've got to win two to get to the final oh I, I think I've seen it before yeah I get what you yeah, mean it's yeah. quite it's quite a neat neat way of rewarding keeping yeah, plenty of like teams it. involved but rewarding the higher finishes yeah because if Somerset were in the IPL, of course, we would sneak in on Sunday or Monday in fourth and yeah. then b win the third, fourth playoff and then probably beat the team that finished top who got not beaten by the second place <laughs> team and get to the final. And, you, know, you can see it. You've lost me, so, Steve. You've lost me. I've got to say you lost me. Sorry. You must watch more of it than you'd know what I was talking about. Mate. Oh, I'll try. I'll try. I got... I got I got a three-year-old daughter and a six-year-old lad, and if he's not watching some guy playing Minecraft on YouTube, she wants to watch Peppa Pig or uh, some other stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of stuffed. Uh, it, it'd, it'd be more, it'd be on more if I was young, free, and single. And don't stop me reminiscing on those days because uh, oh, <laughs> we'll be here forever. We'll be here forever. Um, other news that's come out since we last convened, gents, is we now have a confirmed domestic schedule. Not quite fixtures yet, but. A planned schedule for the what is now the county championship, no longer the Bob Willis Trophy, although the trophy itself will still be played for. Um, if you've not heard what's going on, it's three groups of six, and I'm going to try and sound like I know what I'm talking about by finding the right web page, which I'm just going to blatantly read from. Although I could pass over to you, Dan, and you, you've probably got it down pat. If you, if uh, I don't mind, go on, Dan. Come on, Dan. <laughs> um, yeah, it's three groups of six, and they're seeded um, based on well, not it's not really clear, but it's based on positions from the from Bob Willis Trophy and the 2019 County Championship. I don't know if they've averaged out the positions or or what, but it's based on them. They've seeded the groups, and then the top two from each go in as you play each other twice. Top two from each goes into Division One, 
the middle two from each goes into division two and then the bottom two from each goes into division three and then in those divisions you play a further four games so that's um against everyone once except the team from the group the first group that you've already played and i, I think it's i don't know if it's absolutely confirmed yet but the last i heard you would carry over an average of the points you gained against the yeah. team you qualified with yeah that would make um, sense. and then and then the top two in the top division well the winner of the winner of the top division wins the county championship top two play off in the bob willis trophy which is being you know is carrying on mm. for some reason and they play in an effectively a community shield style game just for the bob willis trophy although mm. at that point the county championship will already have been decided so i'm not quite sure what the point is but yeah we can come back to that maybe in a minute i think i think the seedings have taken into account quite a bit of what happened in the bob willis trophy because when i looked at the groups if you look at the first group you've got derbyshire and worcestershire in there who, judging by who else is in that yeah. group, must have mm. been quite highly seeded. Mm. And yet they were the bottom two in Division 2 in 2019. So it's the <laughs> fact that they finished second yeah. in their groups in mm. the Bob Willis has obviously helped. So I thought I thought yeah, that group was far and away the weakest. Of course, the other element is, they've. They, I mean, I, I completely disagree with this. They've taken into account derbies, so it's not straight seeding. It's sort of seeding, but with a bit of adjustment for derbies, which I'm not really a fan of. Um, because I'm a massive nerd about these things, I did sort of try and work out how they did it. And I did it by doing an average of the Bob Willis and championship positions, and it didn't quite fit. But if you sort of weight the average in favour of the championship, because obviously the championship was... 14 matches the bobolus is only five that's i got a bit closer to probably how they did it so um if you, I, I won't explain it but if you if you weight the average 75 percent in favor of the county championship and 25 percent bob willis that's that's a pretty much how they did it i think um right. but there's some weird adjustments obviously that they made for derbies um i really hope i'm sure they will explain how they did it It'll be in the they release the um, competition regulations slash playing conditions mm -hmm. um, at some point during the winter, I think. Um, so hopefully in that it will explain it because they've got to explain it. It's, they've got to be transparent about these things, really. Which which means we're lumped in the group, obviously, with our friends from Bristol. Mm -hmm. um, yep. But we also get the two London teams because you've got to have them playing in a derby. Yeah. We get the joy yep. of a trip to the Rose Bowl. Which don't, doesn't bring back happy memories. At least, at least it should be in the first half of the season and not in September this year. So that might next year. So that might be better. Mm -hmm. And then I think Gibbo was obviously he was lobbying so much about not having been to Leicester for twenty six years or something. <laughs> that I think they probably just thought we'll put Leicester in that group. So yeah, why not? I, to me, that's a, it's a really interesting group, our group, mm. because Surrey were pretty rubbish in the championship last year. Middlesex that's sort of showed signs. Um, Hampshire will depend on whether they can, how they cope with not having a load of cold packs. And then hopefully we can put those friends from up north around the <laughs> Clifton Suspension Bridge in their place. I, I like the format. I think it's good. The only thing I, I can see being a bit of a problem, just imagine a reality where we finished third in the group yeah. and then we played five games in division two i think that's going to be quite a hard sell and there that's will, will be two or three 
two or three counties that you know good counties that are going to fall into that yeah uh, that's the weakness yeah. in it the other thing i thought yeah. of i think they've done this so that it's sort of future proof that if covid cut the season short again heaven forbid you've got enough of a format there that they could run a competition again yeah they could like it, cut the yeah. you could page over once in page one rather than twice exactly. i think that's yeah. yeah 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 they could even yeah. do what they did this yeah. year and just play the bob willis trophy how just play exactly exactly as it was this year just have that final between the, the two highest uh point scorers over yeah. groups uh one two and three um, I did say it uh, earlier on. Um, we are uh, earlier in the season. We are going to see Overton versus Overton at the earliest opportunity. Be nice to welcome Jamie back to Taunton, wouldn't it? Or would yeah. you rather see it yeah, up at the we'll Oval? Yeah, good. Yeah. Although obviously, if they kept it two divisions, it would have been Overton versus Overton anyway. But but yeah, it's good that we've yeah happened to be drawn in that in Surrey's group. You know, and it's 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 good how we've got Gloucestershire and Surrey and Middlesex teams. We've all had a bit of beef with in the last few years, like Gloucestershire mm-hmm. and Robertson. But Surrey Middlesex, particularly the last ten years or so, there's been a few uh, spicy matches. So that's good. Um, although I'm not I'm not really a fan of the format long term. I really hope it's just the one season because. I love the county championship with two divisions, two divisions of nine. Ideally, I think there, I think there are yeah. flaws. Like I said, I think going into now, that's I've seen a few people say there'll be more meaningful cricket with this, but I'm not sure there will because with, when it's two divisions, you've got teams going for winning the championship, you've got teams trying to avoid relegation, you've got teams trying to get promoted. Whereas this new format means you, all you're doing is trying to get, be the winner. And the second stage, 12 of the teams won't really be interested apart from seedings for the following season. So I think it's flawed and the quality of cricket will be reduced because someone like, say, Craig Oberton, he's going to be playing a load of games next season against Middlesex, Leicestershire and Gloucestershire, who aren't, you know, no offence to them, but they're not top quality teams. Mm. And Craig Oberton will be having less matches against the top teams. So it won't prepare him. You, you, count, England, you, know. you counter that by saying you then go into that Division One where you are playing against against the top teams. They've got the prize money per place staggered all the way down to 18th as well. So I think that's an argument that they'd say would keep um, would keep yeah. interest throughout the whole yeah, season. But if it's but... ECB money for the county championship, would be three and sixpence between 16th and 17th. Exactly. Yeah, it's, so. a, it's a ten pound yeah, W H Smith voucher for finishing in uh, fifth in Division Three. Uh, and you have got the the seedings as well, so you could potentially finish in an easier group the higher up you finish. So I like yeah. I like this better than the format we were going to play in the championship, purely because you are playing everybody an equal number of times. Yes, we had COVID yeah. this year. You were playing that weird some some people twice, some people once. Yeah, I didn't like that. I did a bit of a down, and I sat and worked out. Um, it's probably one of the second or third tweets I tweeted out from the uh, at Somerset Podcast Twitter feed. I sat down and worked out. Uh, a weighted average of everybody's strengths, and it broadly worked out fair for everybody. Um, these um, what was it? For, was it ten teams, fourteen games? Wasn't it? Was it eight teams? Yeah, or four, yeah ten teams, fourteen. Yeah, games, eight in Division Two, wasn't it? So yeah, I think happy with it, and I'm happy that the championship isn't being decided in that five-day final. I'm still yeah. a little bit not entirely happy that it's it's at Lords only because it's going to cost you an arm and a leg to go and watch a five-day Lords final. If it's yeah. at, if it's at one or the other um, home grounds, should be at the team that finishes first hosts the yeah. final, shouldn't it? The Bob Willis Trophy. Yeah, yeah. One, mm. a one one day competition. Get the final back at Lords for the one day competition and have the have the yeah. Bob Willis Trophy. Yeah. 
um, held at the home, like you say, Steve, at the home ground of the team that finishes higher, just purely because one set of supporters isn't going to have to travel, and the lot that do, let's be honest, hotels are going to be cheaper in Chelmsford because it's it's going to be Essex at home if it is anywhere. Uh, for us, <laughs> if it follows the pattern of the last few years, um, hotels are a dance site cheaper in Chelmsford than they are in St John's Wood. So, yeah, yeah I don't really, I don't really see the need for a final at all. Like, no. if it, they're trying to have their cake and eat it. That was what I said on Twitter. I think that analogy works. Just because they want to have the championship decided over a whole season, but they also want to have the showpiece final. But if you're selling the championship in the league, then it's not really a showpiece final. It's just an end of season piss up, really. Like, yeah. you know, no one's really going to care. Like, if you just won the championship. You're not going to care if you lose the Bob Willis final. I'd love, and to if, see, I'd love to see it play like an old school tour game where you you draw draw the batting yeah. order out of a hat, and then you've got a four yeah, fifth first ball. You've got to play a reverse sweep first ball, no matter who's bowling. And they bring on yeah. like, they bring on uh, you know, uh, bring on lagers at drinks. That'd be great. I'd love to see that. They should have that <laughs> instead of the pissed tour cricket instead of the hundred. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, they could do instead of the toss. You could have, be drawing the batting order out of a hat. I need to get onto lords about this. This is a I'm gonna have to put an explicit on the podcast now. I'll drop the F bomb. I'll, I'll edit it out. Yeah, myself and Dan had a good chat about the hundred, Steve. Um, that, of course, is set to rear its ugly head during prime cricket season next year. Have you got a, any uh, any thoughts on that? Well, I'm, I'm, first I'm, thought is I think they're going to struggle to stage it because I think travelling is still not going to be something that will attract a lot of the players. You know, you go back to the IPL, they're playing it in the Emirates, and they're basically playing it in three biosecure locations in the Emirates where you have to be two weeks in a hangar before they allow you into the country. I can't see that a lot of overseas players who are going to probably play another IPL in the spring are going to want to come and play it. And I think that will be a big determining factor. Um, and I, I sort of think this schedule that they've come up with is a bit of a nod to that because you're not going to fit in all the games, I don't think, unless you, unless you end up with the farce of having to play back-to-back four-day games through September to fit the Bob Willis Trophy final in as well. But, so, yeah. you know, I, well, it just grieves me the amount of money that's been wasted on it that could have been put into Bob Willis Prize money or... Mm-hmm. Make you know, make that something that's really worth winning at the end of the season with a big prize on it. Um, if it goes ahead, do you know what? I did think this watching the, the the blast games. If it goes ahead, I really fancy our chances of the fifty over cup because mm. we have got one heck of a good. You know, we've got the people who are going to come in and play in that side have all pretty much featured in the T Twenty for one or two games. It's going to be a, a decent side that we put out there, I think. So part of me sort of says, yeah, let's have it so we can play in that comp- the 50-over competition at the same time. But I, I don't think even in March we'll know whether the 100 is going to go ahead or not. No. I've got a feeling it, you know, I've, I can't help but wonder. I mean, it probably will go ahead, but I can't help but wonder whether it's going to be cancelled, maybe even permanently, because can they afford to risk it? Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know about the finances of these things, but... Can they risk a tournament that is, you know, might, you know, I don't know if fans obviously are going to be allowed at this point, but how many fans are they going to get? You know, how many TV viewers are, going to get, are they going to get? Can they guarantee that there's going to be enough fans and TV viewers to, to make it worthwhile? Like, there's a lot of people who, are, who do not want this competition. They've got to make sure they find all these new fans that they want to attract. Yeah, you know, that's, that's going to be their task. So It could be a convenient excuse to just shelve it again, but... 
can you you can get away with shelving it for one can you get away with shelving it for two is two years yeah um just just put the money into the t20 make that mm. you know again going back to having watched the ipl if you put some of our, our blast games in that environment you wouldn't notice a lot of difference mm. you really wouldn't you know it's it's a bit more glamorous because it's in that fantastic stadium in Dubai or in the Zayed Stadium in Abu Dhabi. But other than that, it's, which is a bit more attractive than Derbyshire or Northampton, isn't it? But <laughs> you know, I, I I don't think there's a lot wrong with the product, and perhaps have an extra overseas player so you had three overseas. Yeah, that would make sense. And like I say, it's... And then we could we could sign Australia's left-handed opening batsman Ian, and you could queue up for his autograph the first game he plays at Taunton. Who's that? Dave Warner. I love yeah, the guy. I love the guy. <laughs> Can't get enough of him. Who who did we lose to the hundred? Then we was it six or seven? I've got um, Eddie Byron, Tom Abel, man. Roloff, Max Waller, Craig Overton. There's a couple more. Oh, Lewis uh, somewhere, Tom didn't Bance. Lewis Bance, and Bance, yeah. yeah. So that's seven. Although, I don't know if they're... I think there's going to be another like mini auction or something, so I don't think they're... Those seven aren't necessarily going to play next year's 100, I don't hmm. think. There, there's some sort of mini auction or something that's oh, going to decide God. it. Um, I don't know if it's confirmed yet how it's going to work. I'm sure the moron that runs the 100 so, Twitter account will, will put something up and then he can just... Oh, four right. five. stuff where he was... He was knocking the championship or the Bob Willis oh, trophy. Whoever doing didn't realise oh, what he was yeah, doing. It was did quite he? funny. They did a little dive and then they had to row back on it when people yeah. called them out for it. I, it was it was quite cringeworthy to be honest. Yeah, if, if you missed it, if you missed it, it was an attempt to kind of be cool. It's like, hey guys, what have you been doing this summer? We've completed Netflix and Amazon Prime and blah 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 blah. And then literally within about thirty seconds, there were probably ten, well not maybe ten thousand, but a good number of replies going. Um, did you not watch any county cricket via live streaming then? And there was just this horrible, like you say, cringeworthy attempt to claw it back into, oh yeah, we love cricket, really, honestly. And yeah, it was just appalling. There's, and there's, then there's not talk, much gone out on that talk, account since. Talking about the live streaming, there is talk I saw of them trying to do what Major League Baseball does, where you subscribe to the app and you can watch any of the games as they're going on. And they're all in one place. So, because they were saying some of the issues were, you know, like with Worcestershire, you had to find a back door or register with Worcester <laughs> to get in and watch it live, for example. Wait for John Cleese to ring And just having it all in you. one portal, you know, the ECB app or whatever. Um, and I think, I actually think if people were asked, you know, you could pay a couple of quid a month for an app like that. I reckon they could monetize it as well, which will then take for, away that embarrassment of the clubs having to do it. Is that for county cricket? That yes, yeah, for championship. Yeah, cricket. yeah, that that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I've, I've always said that the streaming has been a bit. I mean, some has better than others. Some are that brilliant at streaming, but I think there needs to be more coordination between the counties. And then you need, you know, some counties as well have to, yeah, like you said, Worcestershire, you have to, you know, you have to bloody sign up or whatever if you're a member. Then I have to spread the YouTube link on Twitter <laughs> or Gloucestershire, you have to make an account, you know, there's all this rubbish. Mm. But there should be a one place where you go to see all the live streams, you know, it should be access as accessible as possible. It's particularly as you don't have, you know, they, they can't, I don't think they're allowed to charge for it at the moment. So when they don't have yeah. to charge, when you don't have to go for all the faff, just have it all in one place, all the, all the yeah. streams, you know. Easy. The ECB should be all over it if they really yeah. cared about it. It'd, it'd be yeah. interesting to see how, how Sky react to that because I presume they were okay with the T20s going out on the live streams at the same time they were 
games being broadcast on on Sky, um, especially with this enhanced coverage, if you like, because um, if you aren't aware, the only way that games could go out live streamed previous to this season was by a fixed camera um, behind the bowler's arm at each end. So it kept that coverage at an amateurish enough level so it didn't compete with Sky. Um, obviously this season with fans not being allowed in grounds, it's it's been allowed to be enhanced with um, cameras moving and covering the outfield and so on and so forth. So yeah, so I just wonder what, what Sky might have to say about that as well. But they're, if they're chucking all their eggs yeah. in the basket of the 100, I don't know. I, I yeah, don't exactly. think Sky minds here. Uh, yeah, so the more you, moving cameras are there. Are you just talking about championship cricket for this or are you, are you including yes. the... You are. They were talking about mm. just the championship cricket surely they would do that for they may as well do that for blast and 50 over if they can as well i guess yeah they might do but it was all around the championship cricket the issues people had because the numbers for championship cricket was so huge this summer across the board i think people have actually started waking up to what we woke up to last year which was what ben was doing and the figures that we were getting and they realized there's a you know there's an opportunity there yeah, I don't know. We go back to what you said about Major League Baseball, Steve. I would imagine that they have got broadcast quality setups at each game oh. for baseball. Yeah, and a bit like you have in the, in the football in the Premier League, because those games are going out live all over the world to you know to, to hundreds of countries. With Championship cricket, it's going to be if you're going to be paying for something, you're going to have to invest a fair bit in the in the equipment to get it up to a standard. Which is significantly better than what you've been getting for free. Yeah, but so a lot. In fairness, and a lot of that cost goes. If you think football and base, uh, sorry, cricket and baseball, are pretty similar. In that the only difference is baseball, the pitchers' man's always in the same place. It doesn't move like the wickets do in cricket. But once you've got the initial setup, most of the the money goes in the production around it. You know, the presenters and everything. Um, which is what the local stations in America do. Uh, but, you know, you can you can log into MLB and sit and have four or five games going on the screen at the same time during the regular season. Um, and then you think, oh, that's, that game's got to an interesting point. I'll home in on that one. And you come back out, and, which is sort of what I do sometimes with the radio commentary and some of us aren't playing jump around between games. <laughs> so... I don't, I don't think that's a big barrier to it. But also remember, Lancashire actually had their own eight-person production team this year that travelled home and away, even with mm. the COVID restrictions, to do their own coverage. So, you know, if you get a bit of sponsorship behind it, which, which Lancashire did, it's possible. You've sold me. I think it's always difficult when you've given something away for free, though, to then then charge for it. Yeah, but well, if you... If I think you, I'd rather... You go, could even, even say that it's... It's watching all access to all the games because what you can't do at the moment is, you know, it's not very easy to hop between Lancashire, Yorkshire, and then drop down to Sussex, Kent if something interesting is happening. So I don't, I don't think it would be well, very much. I think it would be nom a nominal cost. For a start, it, well, I don't think, they're, as I said, I don't think they're allowed to charge at the moment anyway because of the sky no, rides or whatever. No. Um, so for a start, they just need to make sure that everyone has a stream that anyone can access without having to faff around, and they should just make sure they have all the streams in one place, even through an app yeah. or on the internet or whatever. That yeah. that's what they should do for a start, I think. And everyone should have a stream forever and ever in every single match. You know, this season I think most teams did. Last season, like Glamorgan, I remember for their T Twenty didn't have a stream, which was disappointing. But um, yeah, it just it's and, just and remember, remember, Dan, if the hundred goes up in smoke, they'll be renegotiating <laughs> the contract with Sky anyway. So. 
Yeah. Hopefully, when the hundred goes back up in smokes. Um, mentioned earlier about um, we've got Marchant Delanga who's qualified as our first overseas. Who is top of your shopping list to fill that second spot? I'm not sure because if we're going to sign someone, I'd be happy with Dean Elgar back if we could. Um, that's if that's if we're signing an opener. I mean, obviously we've got Lamanby. Lamanby's a dead set opener. Mm-hmm. Byram. Uh, may yeah, you know, Byron probably wants to open long term, so I probably want to keep him in the team. But that's the thing: if we if we sign an overseas player, an overseas batsman, we're then having to not play Byron and not play Green. You know, even Banton wouldn't make God it. God forbid we don't play Byron. So somewhere we need to drop out. Something we need to. Sorry. God forbid we don't play Byron. <laughs> no, I, I'm just so biased. <laughs> it's just. I, I just I, I want to be careful about making sure we, we need to make sure we give opportunities to our youngsters you know even James Hildreth face would be more under threat if we signed an overseas player mm-hmm. form he's been in the last couple of seasons it's either an opener or possibly a number four I think you know, Dean Elgar is the first player that comes to mind for an opener um, number four I, I don't know no, no one's no, I haven't really thought that deeply about it but um, yeah it's, my, it's, it's a decision my shout would be Renshaw because I think he'd yeah. fit in fit in well again. I liked him. Um, he, he, he seemed to seemed to like it at Somerset a lot, lot more than he did at Kent for that half a season he had last year before last. Um, yeah. So it, realistically, somebody we want somebody who's going to be able to play the bulk of the season. Renshaw would probably fit that. If yeah. if you're saying who would I like us to sign, if money was no object, then I say Steve Smith. <laughs> Yeah, IPL in Australia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if it was yeah. a, if it was you can you have a you know you've won the lottery and you can pick anyone and say we'll pay him enough that he can play the whole season for us. Yeah, and that would mm-hmm. that would be the person that I'd want. So, He'd average two hundred and fifty in the county championship, <laughs> I think, based on how he did in the Ashes last year. Yeah, part of, we, part of it is because I was brought up on Greg Chapel was just finishing as I got into Somerset, and then obviously we had Viv. Uh, when we didn't have Viv for a year, we had Gavaska for a year, you know, and obviously all the way through to having Langer. So, you know, we we, we sort of did quite well at having you know, the best. Even Steve Wall played for us for a year, didn't he? Before he was yeah huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Murley I, VJ. No. <laughs> yeah, we get Murley VJ back, Steve. <laughs> Steve has given us a withering, <laughs> a withering stare. Who's better than the show? Who's better than the show? But it was with us, definitely. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Yeah, Elgar Redshaw, I definitely take. I mean, they make about fourth. Yeah, probably actually. I think Elgar yeah. had a four when he was at Surrey actually in his mm-hmm. last stint there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd take Elgar Redshaw if we signed an overseas batsman. I think the management just need to work out whether we want to give. An extra, you know, an extra spot to Byron or Green or whoever, or whether we want to have a second overseas player, and whether we've got the budget for that, you know, as well. But yeah, that's the other thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a difficult one because so the couple of times that Green's um, played in the Bobblets Trophy, he's, he's done okay, and he's he's looked like someone you want to you want to persevere with, but then you kind of <laughs> balance that with well, as you said, do we go and? Bring in a proven guy like a Matt Renshaw, who's more than likely going to score more runs than Ben Green, and more than likely got more of a chance of getting us to, um, but first of all, out of Group Two, and then getting us into to winning the championship, and then winning the 
the, that final at Lords as well. So you're right, it, it is it is a tough one, but I think we do need to sign somebody because we've got Hildy to come back in and we've got Tom Banton to come back in. Well, Banton is probably going to be away with um, with England for a certain po- uh, portion of the the summer, you would think. Uh, and, and the IPL again. And the IPL again. So that, that straight away takes out um, yeah. that April period where you're going to need somebody. Um Matty Renshaw came over last year, scored buckets of runs in April, which is something that you generally wouldn't expect a, a player coming from Australia to do with a with a moving ball and those uh, green early spring uh, decks in in England. So he's somebody that I definitely uh, I definitely consider. Don't think we need another spinner. Um, we've got enough quick bowlers, so it, it's a batsman and like it say, has to be a batsman. Somebody like if it it all depends. Yeah. It all depends if that money's. A, if you've got the money, and, and B, if you think it's it's burning your hole in your pocket to get a Dean Elgar or a Matt Renshaw or totally break the bank and get Steve Smith. <laughs> I do think, I think- um, as uh, you said about fastball, I, if we can, it might be prudent to sign another domestic pace bowler. Just because I know we've, we've got five quality fast bowlers now. And then we've got three sort of younger fast bowlers. We might need one more just to give us enough depth. Because if, you know, a couple of injuries and a call up and then we're using Sale Aldridge in the championship and they might be ready for that. I don't know. They've got to work out, you know, Sale and Aldridge playing a couple games next season is probably fine. A lot of Sale and Aldridge, though, if we have a couple of injuries, will probably be a problem. So we might want to look at signing a domestic fast bowler if there's someone available. Yeah. Um, and but, we, we yeah. daren't go back yeah. to being cider about as well because Lord knows how many... Uh... Lord knows how many points we'll get doctor for ball spins on the first day again. It's dreadful. It's unplayable. It's terrible think, for terrible for cricket players good... playing on these turning decks, guys. It's absolutely terrible for cricket. Because you never go to places I like think... Bangladesh where they open the bottom with spinners on day one, do you? I think Dan makes a good point, though, because I, I do think there are going to be some counties as fairly soon that are looking at the finances and they're going to have to shed players. I mean, they're, they're talking at we might not retain all 18 first-class counties if things don't get better soon or the government doesn't dole out some money towards championship cricket. So you could well find that there are some bargains out there that, you know, you can pick up. Yeah, I don't and we can go back to having James Bracey then because I'd have him in a heartbeat <laughs> if he was available. Yeah, I do agree. There's, it, it, it's an uncertain time for a lot of counties this, uh, this winter period. Um, just sort of with one eye on what's going on with all the COVID stuff, it's uh, yeah, like you say, some counties may not survive, which is which is a shame. I think that our old mate Colin Graves um, waxing lyrical about there may not be uh, we may not be able to sustain an eighteen county system. Well, I think we've sustained it for uh, for long enough, and counties are making money with the blast. I think they just need need investment really to to get people through the door. I mean, we and Dan had a good chat about this. Uh, Way back when, uh, so if you if it was uh, episode number two, I think if you want to go back and have a listen, but it all it all boils down to instead of spending the money on the hundred, get counties uh, get counties some money, get them on you know best practice and marketing and stuff, put games uh, stage games where people can come and see them, i.e. weekends, and try and rebuild that way rather than busting in this hunt this uh, hundred competition which nobody seems to want. Ironically, and this is really a counterintuitive argument, but if the Bob Willis Trophy had been played with crowds, so in other words, if you'd played that format. In August, with the game sat every game Saturday Sunday, I reckon you would have been astonished at the crowds you'd have got. Oh, absolutely! Mm. Don't disagree. Yeah, weekend championship cricket or weekend four day cricket is so important that they get a lot of that in the schedule. Yeah, definitely. And there was a lack of that a couple of you know last season, wasn't there? And that was a big issue, I yeah, think. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, especially in that, especially in the decider in September as well, when club cricket's finished, all the guys have got their Saturdays off. Oh, can't go and watch cricket. It's all in the middle of the week. Absolutely ridiculous. Mm. Radio. I think we've covered everything I've got on my hastily scribbled agenda, guys. Was there anything that you uh, you wanted to bring to the table before we wrap it up tonight? Uh, I just want to say, get well soon, Jack Brooks. I saw a picture. Typical Jack Brooks. He doesn't do things by half, does he? He went and had an operation on both Achilles and one hand yesterday oh. or whenever. Yeah. So, you know, goodness me. I hope he's got got somebody good looking after him. Since, uh, he looked he looked like he had more bandages on him than uh, an episode of Blackadder the Fourth, you know. Uh, well, if, you, if you can get it all done in one go and you have to stay at home, I think, yeah, fair play to Brooksy for, yeah. uh, for going for it. But get get well soon, Jack. We all love you. Yeah, get well soon, Nefaret. Yep. Um, we've had our first question in about something to talk on um, from Twitter, guys. Alex Simpson would like to know who has got the best moustache, Marsha Delanger or Ben Green? Oh, Ben Green. Not even close. Yeah, I think it's Ben. Yeah. We'll see you next season, though. You never know. They've got the winter to shape it up, you know. We'll see. But at the moment, it's definitely Ben Green. Yeah, I think Marsha Delanger is... Ben Warren's listening... If Ben Warren's listening, we need a Somerset Movember off, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. he'll have thought that, I'm sure. Yeah, there's three days to make that happen. That's ages for Ben to get that sorted out. Uh, yeah, I'm going for uh, I'm going for Ben Green as well, because I, I don't think Marchant quite qualifies as a moustache, because he's got more of the uh, of the musketeer sort of goatee thing going on. So, yeah, it's a 3-0 uh, whitewash for Ben Green there. So, yeah. Uh, uh, there's your answer. It's no Jimmy Neesham or Lockie Ferguson to go oh, back to the Oh, they love it, those Kiwis, game. don't they? The best one was when they played that first ever T20 against Australia and they all had the massive afros, the ones that could grow afros and the big beard, uh, the big moustaches and the retro kits. That was brilliant. That's what 2020 should be like instead of this IPL nonsense. Everybody getting paid millions and billions of pounds. Right. I've definitely... Uh... One more question. Oh, I don't know if you saw. It's Mike Cumwin said, um, why did Glamorgan release Martin Delanger on the basis of overseas player numbers, only to sign Michael Nieser. I don't know if you saw they signed Michael Nieser, the Australian all-rounder, um, earlier today. I saw something about that today, yeah. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I think the answer is, well, it's whether... He's, he's I don't know if it's more... Morgan, yeah, I don't know. Is it that Delanger wants to play T20? Because Nieser's only signed for four-day and 50-over. Does Delanger want to you know, play all formats? Is it more that, um, that Delanger just... I don't, yeah, it might, might be to do with the the role of the player. I and mean, he's more of an all rounder. I'm not really sure, to be honest, because there was a soft. It, it could, be, it, it could be that Talanga knew Somerset were interested, and maybe yeah. mm. you know the sort of chicken came before the egg there, sort of thing. And he he <laughs> said, "Look, I'm quite minded to move." You don't know, do you? So mm. in these so, uncertain times, Somerset had the contract yeah. on the table. In callbacks were ending, and I expect Somerset maybe compare him a bit more. I don't know. You know, it's a short career for a fast bowler. You know, he might have wanted to cash in. I, I don't know. Money could be a factor. Yeah, I think yeah. sounds as good a reason as any, Steve. Do we know when the fixtures are coming out? They're normally out before Christmas, aren't they? It's about this time of year, isn't it? They Usually they're in the November. Yeah. When there's any yeah. delay this year because of the faff with the format and stuff, and because of COVID, who knows? But. Yeah, hopefully in the November. The problem is, for me anyway, I, I, it's like Christmas for me, the new fixtures, but it won't be this year because we don't know whether we'll be able to go to matches or not. Like, I love planning the away trips, but this year we like, well, yes, Grace Road then, but I'm not sure we'll be able to go because I've never been to Grace Road and hopefully, hopefully we can uh, go. But Yeah, I think yeah, uh, I think they'll just have to plan the fixtures as if, uh, if it's a normal season and then... Uh, 
and then it just as required I can't see any other way they can do it really they can't plan for some sort of you know outage in the season when they don't know what's no. going to happen so yeah I don't see any reason why they... there's a lot of weekend cricket mm. yeah and hopefully we can you have our hun- hopefully we can have a hundred protest game it. we can get a hundred protest game in this year because we had a <laughs> we had a great one this year when it was uh, Sunday August the 9th we were playing Yorkshire in the <laughs> in the 50 over and um, that hula hoop slot we're playing in the 100 up at Cardiff on the same day and I thought it wouldn't it be great if we packed out Taunton there was one man yeah. and his dog there at Cardiff just to just to yeah. show the powers that be at Lords, um, you know where the real power but they would have lies. been a man and a dog that wouldn't been watching cricket previously and so it would have achieved its objective of attracting a new that's it. oh no it's not it's not men and dogs it's it's it's, it's mums and kids that's who it's that's who it's attracting yeah. isn't it mums and kids yeah. Oh, give me strength. Lord knows what these people are earning up at the laws to come up with this crap. But uh, yeah. what a depressing note to end it on, guys. <laughs> right. Um, so should we have, have a little chat when the when the fixtures are out? Oh yeah, absolutely. Sounds good to yeah, me. Yeah, we'll do our Sounds virtual good. trip planning then. Let's just go with it. And yeah, we'll get the yeah. uh, target which yeah. games we're going to go. We've got a miracle vaccine at that point. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get the map out and, uh, and work out what's going on. But uh, yeah, so where are we where are we potentially looking? We're looking at uh, maybe uh, Lords, the Oval, Grace Road. We don't. Well, you can't really class Worcester, uh, Gloucester as an away trip. Can you? <laughs> Uh, what's the other one? Yeah, off. and your northern correspondents targeting a roses match, by the way. Oh, fair dude. Yeah, you'd have to let us know. Either to, um, uh, who do you support in these roses matches, Steve? Where you, you is it Warrington? You are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, lucky that I've been to Agerberth quite a lot in the, the ten years I've lived up here. I love going to Agerberth. Um, saw Somerset there in 2010 or 11. Hmm. Can't remember we lost, but anyway. Um, but I do like going to Headingley. So, and obviously, if Don Bess is playing for Yorkshire, then I'll be supporting Don Bess. But, not Yorkshire. Uh, if Joss is playing for Lancaster, yeah, any unlikely event, then it's a tough, <laughs> tough one. Then that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But uh, but then, of course, if the hundred does go ahead, then Tom Abel can come and stop with us because he'll be playing for Manchester Originals. So, I'll, I'll personally cook. <laughs> look after would do his washing drive him to and from the games because he's Tom Abel so. <laughs> he had a as he put on Twitter he had a couple of days uh, I thought I'd call it work experience because sounds a bit to me he had a couple of days with an estate agent this yeah. Week. Uh, uh, yeah he did yeah I saw too, that Abes is too nice to be an estate yeah. agent nice yeah. sharp suit Tom oh, nice sharp suit Tom snappy dresser but yeah I, yeah. I he's too, he's too Do you nice think he had his tuber grip on under the jacket just in case sort of rubbing his elbows on the desk I don't know well, just... I, I think you'd put it over the jacket wouldn't you just in case you had to do a diving stop to I don't know stop some money going out the door or something you know what these estate oh, agents are like not that jacket no, no he's, he's too nice I've to be in I've been saying all my years of working in a suit it's not something I've ever considered but no. Tom Abel knows better yeah, too nice I think Abe's I don't know he should be like a vet or something that's the kind of job I can imagine Abe's doing a real nice like a real nice friendly vet not an estate agent. He's too nice to be an estate agent. Are you frozen, guys? Oh, internet's working again. You're going to have to listen to me for two minutes while it wakes up. Hello? Oh, oh yeah. Tier of course three. Oh, yeah. Oh, are we all in different tiers? What tier, tier are you in, Dan? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Taunton, so I'm in tier one. Oh, we're in so. tier one as well. Oh, Steve. Yeah. Up in tier three. Unlucky, bud. Stop Unlucky. Well, well, we'll all be in tier three in a couple of weeks' time anyway, so uh, oh. I shouldn't worry. Um, unless we've got any other any other business no guys it's been absolutely brilliant these things are getting me through the winter i tell you i enjoyed it (laughs) 
Uh, we're glad we're glad to be a part of your uh, Somerset support group, Steve. Um, Dan, as well, anything from yourself before I... Yeah, yeah I think that's it. I think, uh, yeah, looking forward to the fixtures. That's the next uh, landmark on the horizon. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, we will be with you um, when the fixtures come out or barring any other significant news that comes out of the county ground over the next... Uh, the next few weeks or so but uh, for Dan Kingdom and Steve Tancock I'm Ian Shepherd. if you want to drop us a tweet we are at Somerset Podcast uh, facebook.com slash Somerset Podcast or there's never anything on that and if you want to drop us an email we are the Somerset Podcast at gmail.com thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time <laughs>